at the end of every day. There's a great big Hello, and you tomorrow. are listening to Of Mice and Main Street Men. I am Tristan. And I'm Sean. Hey, how are you? I am splendid. Splendid. I yeah, like it. I don't- I'm doing a Britishy show right now, and that's, I mean, and you're sort of doing Britishy, so, you know, right. why not Why not be splendid for, for a week I, or so? I think splendid is a wonderful way to go, and I think I'm splendid as well. Yay. And you know what's splendid, Sean? What, Kristen? What is, is splendid? That this, this is our 25th episode of our show. Holy cow. I know. We've Isn't been doing exciting? this for 25 weeks without a stop. Yes, 25 <laughs> weeks. Isn't that impressive? <laughs> I, yeah. And people I'm are actually listening, which is more impressive. Thank you, yeah. people. They are. And that's exciting. And you know what's cool is like a lot of podcasters that I listen to also listen to us. And that's also exciting for me to like. Yeah have them reach out and be like, Hey, we listened. I was like, Oh my gosh, you listened. This is incredible. So that's very, so for our 25th episode, we are talking about uh, our memories of, of our days in the parks and it's 25 of them, but we each get 12. Right. And that math um, don't add up. It doesn't add up, but why doesn't it (laughs) add up, Sean? What is our special feature? (laughs) <laughs> well, I decided I decided personally, and I ran it by you briefly, but yeah, I I think we get to make our twenty fifth number twenty five on the list. I think is the time that we actually get to go to Disney at some point together. Now, personally, I would like that to be Disneyland because you have never been there, and I really I, I really want to see you get to experience Disneyland. But you know, if it ends up being Disney World, I'll take that too. I know that's super. That's 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 great, and I'm excited for that. And I think that that we need to make that happen with Jackie and Savannah sooner than later. So we got to figure that out. I think we'll um, figure that out maybe in maybe in the coming year. I think so too. That'd be I think awesome. So too. Yeah, and I love that as the 25th one. So that's our that's our. Tw- so we're cheating. We're cheating right off the bat <laughs> by saying we're going to start. I I thought you'd like that because yeah, know, you like to cheat sometimes. We do. Uh, and so we're starting with a cheat. Our our 25th memory is a memory that hasn't happened yet, but that we will look forward to. Well, then what's what's your what's your 12? I guess it would be. All right. Well, we and I, I will certainly I'll certainly be interested to hear how your list goes, because heaven knows I've been going to the parks a lot longer than you have. So, yes, I, I, I got a lot of trips to pull from. Oh, man, I'm just now thinking of another one that I probably should have put in here somewhere that I didn't. Uh, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm going to jettison. I'm going to jettison, and I'm sorry, Val and Diane, because the pig in the stroller, Henwin, from, from, uh, from the Black Cauldron, I went with my friend's uh, from like my high school years, Valerie and Diane, and uh-huh. they they decided that I think it was Val. She purchased a Henwin, a stuffed pig, but put it in a stroller because back in those days you just had like strollers laying around. People were like, "Oh, here, I'll just abandon this." They didn't like you know require you to put your child down as a deposit or anything, but they would push. <laughs> they they insisted on pushing the pig around in the stroller. And people realizing that it was a stuffed pig would be like, oh, what, what is wrong with these people? But I thought it was a very Disney memory. And so I guess now that I've told the whole story, I have to make that my 12. I'll, 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 maybe, I'll maybe adjust my list somewhere here, um, or, or I'll have to give my grandparents waiting for the, the, uh, the tram like one night way late when I was a kid thinking how cool it was. I'll give that an honorable mention. There we go. Well, here's the thing. So I know you've been going a lot longer than I have because I have had a tortured past, but (laughs) I think it's okay if you end up having way more than that. And I would love to hear these stories because I'm sure that they're fascinating because I have some memories, but I can't imagine how difficult it was for you to narrow that down. It was pretty tough. Part of it was I just narrowed it down to Florida and Disney World. Okay. I, I immediately was able to take other Disney 
park visit memories from around the globe and just shove them to the shove them to the background this week. But but yeah, I realized I didn't put down, you know, how cool it was when I was just a kid and there with my grandparents who insisted on going at five o'clock over to the uh, the monorail lounge in the contemporary where the gift shop sort of the men's and, and women's clothing store is now used to be the gift shop. And uh, they would they would go over there to get their cocktail at five o'clock every night. And I would get like a Shirley Temple with Sesame Smiles was the snack over there. But not only that, but I remember how cool it was that the park would stay open until midnight. And as a kid, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm up until midnight and I'm at I'm at the happiest place I've ever been. And you know, waiting with my grandparents at the tram at like 1 a.m. to go back to the car was just one of those visceral things that didn't didn't quite make my list because I just didn't think of it until now. I like I like your stories, so I don't mind that you're going to have like 52. Well, to my I, don't, I don't I don't want to <laughs> cheat. I wanted to stay within the rules. But OK, so that was sort of my 12.5 and my 12. What, okay. what, have, you, what have you got? So my 12 uh, is Disney during a pandemic. Oh, right. Yeah, you got to do that. Yeah. Oh, hold on. There's like a weird like alert going on on my phone. Okay, that was weird. Anyway, so yes, that was, uh, I said pandemic and like an alarm went off and I was like, oh God, did it come back? <laughs> um, but yeah, Disney during a pandemic, man. It was low crowds, low wait times. I felt safe. And I will never experience Disney quite like that again. So uh, thanks, COVID, for that experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was still magical in its own unique way. And right. I, we didn't realize how much we needed Disney magic until we returned home. And it was so good for our souls. And it was such yeah. a whirlwind trip. We drove it kind of the last minute. We planned it. And it was interesting. We, we planned that on the way home from Marceline. We had gone to Marceline to visit the museum and, and the, yeah. the homestead and everything. And we were like, I think we need to go to Disney World. And we were like, I was, I was very yeah. jealous when I saw you guys down there. It's like, ah, oh, I missed it so much. And yes, yeah. it's, it's taken me quite a while to get back. But yeah, I'm sure that was amazing. Yeah, it was because, uh, you know, there was nobody there. I mean, the park was at 35% capacity. So, I mean, it was, it was an incredible trip. And it was also the first trip Savannah and I kind of took together there. And so it has special meaning for that. And um, we went without the child. So I'm, I might burn in hell for that, but um, uh, I yeah, Disney. You, you won't. <laughs> but She'll Disney forgave you the same way she forgave you for making a ride Tower of Terror. It, it'll and that, that we will yeah. discuss as well. <laughs> it'll probably be years before she listens to this podcast, anyway, won't it? Really? <laughs> yeah, probably. She knows that we went there though, because I, I we brought her back some stuff. But anyway, twelve is uh, Disney during a pandemic. Okay, not bad. No. Uh, what's your eleven? So, <laughs> you know, I I was like, I thought all these would be like super meaningful. And then this crept into my mind. And it's the first time I smelled that Disney water. <laughs> and, that's and I know that's that's a rite of passage for any Disney fan. Yeah. And like, you know, I went to theme parks growing up. So like every theme park kind of has that theme park water smell. But Disney's is just different. Yeah. But the first time, you know, I rode Pirates was the first time I had really experienced that because it was like the second thing that I rode. And um, so when I think back about like moments that are like etched into my mind, it's that first time entering the Pirates queue and smelling that water. And it was like, oh, that's a magical scent that I, that is probably you know terrible for you, but it's it's gorgeous <laughs> and and to this day I love it. So smelling Disney water. <laughs> smelling Disney water. Wow. That's right. That wasn't higher on your list, huh? Okay, we'll take it yep. at number 11. Uh, <laughs> I actually have my 30th birthday at number 11. And, and it was more, I think it's the only birthday I've ever actually been at the park for. 
And uh, I went with my mom and a girlfriend at the time, but my mom had uh, had had me a sweatshirt made that was white and had like 30th and, and like a Mickey or whatever on it, but had a bunch of markers so that I could get autographs on my sweatshirt. And, oh. <laughs> and we went to Chef Mickey's at the Contemporary three grown adults sat there twirling our napkins. And I was like, I'm finally getting a birthday at Disney world. So I was I like, that. so that, that made my list was my 30th birthday. Oh, I love that. Um, you know, I was 30 before I even went to the park for the first time, I but know. that's a whole thing. I know. I'm so sorry. So sad. There's a support group out there for you. I'm sure. I know. Um, so moving on to 10, then, Number 10 is my first time on Main Street, um, USA. I had been reading about Disney, watching documentaries about Disney, watching videos from influencers and listening to podcasts for years. And I was experiencing this so much via other mediums, but never actually got to step onto Main Street in real life. And I remember I walked really slowly and I really took it all in and I was definitely crying. And, <laughs> and, and, uh, and I can only imagine like how much of a mess I will be when I set foot in Disneyland where Walt himself once was. Like yeah. Main Street yeah. USA is just magical in Disney World. And I, you know, I, I'm sure it, it's magical in a different way at Disneyland, but it really does set you up for that adventure you're about to have. And, and to this day, it's one of my favorite places to be in the Magic Kingdom and in all of Disney World, really. But that first time is, is, is pretty magical. It's true. You never forget your first. My, my first trip is, is a little later in my list, but yeah. Yeah. It's true. All right, well, my number 10, and I apologize ahead of time if anyone is offended, because I, I mean no disrespect. I was, a, I was a freshman, I guess, in college, and I was going to uh, Webster in St. Louis, So, uh, and our dean of students passed away, and the funeral was going to be on a Friday. And they had decided that in honor of this dean of students, they were going to close the university on Friday. And it was right near the beginning of the school year. And so I didn't have any rehearsal or anything going that weekend, really. And we went down to dinner on Thursday night. And people in the cafeteria were like, well, what are we going to do for this three-day weekend that we've got? And... Uh, Somebody was like, oh, we should just go to Disney World. And I was like, you know what? Maybe we could go to Disney World. Um, so, <laughs> so we actually started talking amongst the people at our table. And there were four of us, is that right? Four or five of us that were like, yes, this is not crazy. We will get in the car tonight. And one of our friends had to usher at the repertory theater. And we're like, we will come pick you up at 10 o'clock and we will start driving. I had, I had a uh, Chevy, oh, what the heck was the name of it? Um, it? But it had a hatchback. And so you could lay the back seat down and like uh -huh. two people could sleep in the back while two other people like, well, somebody drove and somebody kept the driver awake. And I, we called it wake break because <laughs> of the dean of students passing away, which is why I hope I don't offend anybody. But it was honestly a truly unforgettable this weekend of deciding spur of the moment we were going to dis oh the other thing about it too well first of all you know we made that long drive we crossed the florida border like around 11 o'clock or noon on friday and got our free because they used to give free orange juice samples at the florida border i don't know if they do or not because i haven't driven it forever but we stopped and we got our florida all right, I mean, we got our orange juice and uh, we we had gotten a hotel reserved that was off property, but, you know, one room where we could all like crash and we got there and we, we like went and had dinner. This was even before, I guess, like Pleasure Island existed or, but anyway, we decided we would get up bright and early at Saturday and we would go to Epcot all day 
but there was a uh, there was an event at the Magic Kingdom on Saturday night that was like a ticketed event. And honestly, I want to say it was like one of the Christian or no, it was a big band thing. It was like they had a bunch of big bands there and we're like, well, we don't care about the big bands, but we will spend all day at Epcot and then we will go to this ticketed event and do the Magic Kingdom all evening. And, you know, it was it was literally like quarter of one and we sat down on Main Street, having been in the parks for like 18 hours Oh, wow. And we went back to the hotel. We got to the hotel like at 2 and got up at 7 a.m. and started driving so that we would be back in time for class on Monday morning. And we were. So wake break made my number 10. Wow, I love that. So my number nine is actually a little bit tied to that. Um, I A number of years ago, I was doing Million Dollar Quartet at Circa. I think soon after I had done the one for you and my family was going down for an entire week. I couldn't do that. I could only go down from Monday and Tuesday. So I flew down early Monday morning and flew then back to the Quad Cities early Wednesday morning. And so I did all four parks, all of the main attractions in less than 24 hours. I was just rocking it. Um, it was so fast and furious, but man, I didn't miss a thing at all. It was an amazing, amazing adventure. But I remember flying back was when a hurricane was about to, to make landfall. And it was one of the few times that, that the Disney parks had like shut down because of it. Right. And so my flight was supposed to take off at like five because the matinee was at like one. And they kept kind of delaying it and then delaying it. And then they were like, all right, we're going to get your flight is the last one going to get out of here before this hurricane hits. And we flew through this terrible, terrible storm. But I got I landed in the Quad Cities at like 1230. And wow. in time for me to drive from the airport to Circa to get on stage by about one o'clock. It was awesome. Crazy. And the stage wow. manager probably was not real happy when I texted her that morning and said, Oh, by the way, I'm in Orlando, (laughs) but, (laughs) but I'll be uh, there in time for the show. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I was just like, I'm just letting you know, my flight got delayed. And she goes, where were you? And I was like, Oh, Oh. I hundred percent flew to Florida Monday. And she's like, you did what? But anyway, so yeah, my, my 24 hour action packed adventure is my number nine. All right, I got I've got one up my list that sort of fits in that category too. But uh, my number nine actually was I I had been waiting for the food and wine festival for years. Going, I just I really want to go, but you know, running a theater and all, I just I was at, well, frankly, the fact that they began expanding it so it takes over half the year is helpful these days. Yeah, but back in the <laughs> back in the olden times, they. <laughs> They only ran it for, you know, like eight weeks or 10 weeks. And finally, there was a slot in the old Creamery season where I could actually direct a show and it would open and there would be like a whole week of just running that show that I wasn't involved in. And I was like, this is it. This is the year. Jackie and I were like, we are going to the Epcot Food and Wine Festival where that was the first time we actually stayed at our home resort after all the years that my mom had owned Disney Vacation Club, we had never stayed at the Beach Club until that oh. until that trip. But uh, and our friend Emily was like, "Oh, that sounds like so much fun! I want to go." And it was just it was an, an amazing trip. Not only did was it food and wine, where we went to the Parisian Afternoon, which I highly recommend if you're going to the Food and Wine Festival. They host it in France, not you know, not Japan, like you might think the Parisian afternoon would be, but uh, has bottomless mimosas, which there was a point, was Jackie or Emily or maybe both that were like, yeah, I'm allergic to orange juice. So if you could just pour the champagne and they were like, oh, (laughs) and they got really concerned. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's, it's a joke. Just, just keep them coming. But you get this plate of like savory, uh, stuff and a plate of sweet French paste. It was it was awesome. But oh, and the other thing during that trip 
was uh, we went to Mickey's Not So Scary, and that was when uh, we had our stretching room portrait costumes. Um, that uh, I, because I was the guy on the on the powder keg in the with no pants, and uh-huh. Jackie was was the woman on the on the tight tightrope, and our friend Emily was uh, the lady with the hatchet in the husband's head on the tombstone. So, and we looked darn good. We really did. And so awesome. just, it was an awesome trip. So, so oh, that was that. My, that's my number nine. Love that. <clears throat> so moving on to number eight. And number eight is, it's, it's my first time on It's a Small World, which happened to be during the pandemic. I had never uh, been on it until then. What? And yeah, so. What? I know. So, that was like two trips ago. I know, I know, I know. And because the previous years, um, my ex-wife was not a fan of that, did not like the dolls. So we never went on it. So I was like, okay. Oh, oh, but okay. so Jess wasn't a fan. But so Savannah was like, you've never been on it. Well, you have to go on it. And so at age 37, it left me speechless <laughs> and very emotional. It was not breathtaking. You. It was so breathtaking and not what I was expecting because I had watched videos, of course. I knew the history, but I had never actually experienced it. And it's so sweet and it's so simple and it's so important. And uh, yeah, so you saw a, you know, 37-year-old man Mm -hmm. in a boat crying. (laughs) I think that happens in Jaws too, but I think it's for very different reasons. It does. You know what? They're one and the same. If you're afraid of dolls, you know? Yeah, I hear you. A doll's eyes, you know? Oh, that's, that's really, yeah. I didn't realize it took you 37 years to cry in a boat with dolls. I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, this last time we went, I got emotional again. And, and Harper was like, okay. <laughs> Enough. I was like, it's like, you don't appreciate this, but no. that is my number eight is it's a small world. Mm, cool. All right. Well, my number eight actually goes back to another Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. It, my, I think it was probably the first not so scary that Jackie and I went to. Um, my mom had had an accident in the summer when she came to see a show and she had fallen and she had like chipped a bone in her hip. And I mean, she didn't break her hip, but she had, so, they put her in the hospital and she watched the show, of course, but then she couldn't like get back in the car without basically screaming. So we took her to the emergency room. Anyway, that fall, we had a little time and she was like, I want to go, I'm going to go back to Disney World. And it's like, okay, we've got your wheelchair. We'll, we'll make that work. Um, but, oh, and in fact, we made plans to not only go to the Halloween party, but then we went back a couple of months later and went to the Christmas party, which was oh. amazing. But, but so for the Halloween party, I had had, uh, I had a store, a Disney store purchased uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Roger Rabbit costume, which is really pretty cool. I mean, they sold it through the catalog way Uh back in the day. I mean, it had an actual stuffed Roger Rabbit head that kind of goes on your head, but the costume was great. And we found Jackie, a Jessica Rabbit outfit, which she looked fabulous in and mm-hmm. and managed to find a pair of shoes she could actually walk around the parks in um it was great because when we would go and go to like get on an attraction the cast member like standing there would be like oh we heard about you so clearly cast members were talking throughout the park about the fact that jessica was there and even in the parade uh the pirates when they passed by they, uh-huh. they saw her like at the side of the parade and started chanting we want the redhead <laughs> Um, it was really awesome, but, but the, uh, the, probably the most special thing about that trip, because clearly I was going as Roger and, and Jackie was going as Jessica. And I was like, but my mom needs a costume and what are we going to do for her? And I was like, I can do this. I can make this. And I made her out of like a yellow rain poncho. I made her a Benny the Cab costume that she could wear in the wheelchair. Awesome. it was honestly, I am so glad we have a picture of that because it was, uh, you know, it, it was just, 
I, I don't mean to pat myself too hard on the back, but I was like, this is a great idea. And yeah. people, people just loved it. And, and it just, it's one of those special things that I will never forget is. Oh, I love is, that. Is having her in her Benny the Cab costume in her wheelchair. So. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. That's a great All right, story. Top that. That's my number eight. Yeah. So my number seven, I can't top that. But that's a beautiful no, I, story. Even I, even I can't really, but I still got seven more. What's your number seven? <laughs> so my number seven is my first time on Flight of Passage. Man, you got um, first. I, I understand. I understand. Yeah. But. Yeah. It, it was like a crazy emotional and stimulating experience that really floored me. And I was like right. completely lost in the moment on that. And so was Savannah. And we just cried. And and it was so much fun because we had experienced it last year. And then when we took Harper this year, we were able to get on it with her. And that was one of the few things that like shocked her and surprised her, you know, because yeah. an eight-year-old's hard to impress, right? And but that that ride made me feel so free in such a weird way. And I couldn't quite get over it for a long time. And like that first time was so insanely cool. And the second time was really, really awesome as well. But I was like really focused on like harper's experience and i kind of looked around to see like how many floors of banshees there are in front of the right. screen um but that first time on that i i've not experienced something quite like that um yeah on a ride until rise of the resistance and even then i don't know if I, that really matched yeah the flight of passage experience yeah rise rise is awe-inspiring but <laughs> but flight of passage yeah it's, yeah so many people just have that emotional. I had even said to Jackie, it's like, well, some people like talk about how they're just overcome and they, you know, end up getting off the the ride in tears. And it's, yeah. you know, so I had already prepped her for it, which usually would mean no way in hell was that going to happen. But when she got off, I was like, oh my God, you're crying. And, yeah. and it's like, yeah, yeah, this, this was a remarkable experience. So yeah. kudos, Disney. Yeah. So that's my number six or number seven. That was my number, number seven. seven. Right. What's uh, your seven? My seven was actually Mickey's, Mickey's actual 50th birthday. Oh. Um, because even that tender age, you know, I was a huge Disney fan and been a couple of times, but, you know, I was an only child. We've covered that before, but I was like, I want to go to Disney world for Mickey's 50th birthday. And even though it like, wasn't a huge day, I think I got a button that was like, because it was the actual day, <laughs> but, uh, but I just remember going with my mom and, and part of it was that was also the same trip where, cause you know, it was coming up to, it was coming up to Thanksgiving and unlike <laughs> today where the Christmas parties start the first week of November, here we were at November 18th. And there was a night that we left the park and the next morning we came back and the Christmas tree was up and the garlands were on Main Street. <laughs> and it was just like, how did this happen overnight? And that is just another one of those cool memories that, that I will always have back there in my head somewhere. Oh, I love that. So, oh, we're getting to the top half of our lists now. What about okay, so your number, number six? So number six, so I kind of mentioned it in this last one, but it's Rise of the Resistance. Um, that really blew my mind <laughs> and like was creatively so inspiring. And like Holy. it stunned the three of us, you know, because we just didn't know what we had just experienced because we didn't understand where it even took place because right. that, you know, when you when you're all of a sudden outside and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Like what, yeah. how did we get here? Yeah. And yeah. then like all of it was just, um, it was so cool. And it made me so excited for like the future of, of theme park, you know, entertainment. And that was one where Harper's mind was just like, what, like she could not believe what we just experienced because it mixes everything. You know, we've talked about it before. It's a theatrical experience. It's a film experience. It's, it's a ride. Right you know, it, what is it? And it's hard to really define what it is. And I think that's kind of the future of what we're, you know, heading into is a completely immersive 
crazy technological experience. Yeah. And, and for me, that's, you know, what Rise was. And it's, it's up there on my list because of what it, just everything that it does. It's, it's insane. Yep. yep. Disney just keeps setting the bar higher and higher and sign me up. I'll go with it every time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I guess we're up to my number six. My yes, number sir. six uh, was the trip where I actually had decided I wanted that Mickey Mouse medal and I was going to get through the Disney marathon. Okay. Um, and it was 2007. And I, I had said something to a friend who had done marathons. And I was like, you know, I'm not a runner. And she was like, well, you can walk marathons. I mean, nobody says you have to run. The only caveat is with the Disney marathon and I guess other marathons too, but you have to finish within seven hours because yeah. the, otherwise the pity bus picks you up and goes, get in, you're, you're done. Um, and I, would, I vowed to myself, there was no way in hell I was going to not finish and beat the pity bus. And uh -huh. I did, but that whole experience, um, cause I did, I, I, I found a, a training that went over a few months of, you know, walk this many miles this day. And yeah. And so by the time we left for Florida, I had done a giant, thank goodness the weather that, that December was really moderate because I, I made like this huge, I guess the last one you do is like 20 miles. You never really do the full 26 until the marathon, uh -huh. this training program I had done. But it was just the excitement of getting up at like three in the morning and going to, you know, the little corrals where, where you start and, you know, having Disney characters and music going and, and, you know, the adrenaline of shooting out of, of, you know, that corral and starting the whole thing. Uh -huh. my, my, you know, the, the, the time I was making at the beginning was pretty impressive. Now, somewhere between the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom, I was like, what have I done? This is insane. <laughs> this is, there's nothing. I'm in the back roads of Disney and I'm going to die. But I didn't. I finished that. I got my Mickey Mouse medal. I was so proud. And, and so, um, that was that was honestly a very awesome trip. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. I would never, I would not survive that. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you got to be ready to. I don't, I don't know that I rush back and do it now, but I'm glad I did it then. Yeah, no, that's great. I I I have a lot of friends doing the the marathon in January, but I'm like, oh gosh. Um, all right, so we're we're up to the top five now. Top so, five. so here's my number five. Yeah. And I've told this story before. I don't know if I've told it on our podcast, but I've told it on others. And when Harper was three, her mom and I took her on the Tower of Terror. She was <laughs> very apprehensive, but I had convinced her that it was going to be fine. <laughs> but in the queue, she hears the screaming. She looks up and she sees and she's like, I don't think it's going to be fine. But she went anyway because she had no choice because she was three. But we hit that first drop <laughs> and I'll never forget the look that she gave me because you could tell that all the trust that she had in me was gone. Wow. And it was so hysterically funny and so memorable. And there's a great uh, video that we took in the queue and then a great picture I took after the ride was over. And I'll share them from my Instagram because they're wonderful. Um, <laughs> But I'll never forget that, you know, and now it's one of her all-time favorite rides. So I guess it's a parenting win because I, I look at it, I was playing the long game, you know, I was introducing yeah. it early and yeah. then hoping that one day she'd be like, yeah, I, I like that, right? She'll but, find the story charming someday when she's graduated yeah. from college. And right. Maybe has a kid of her own that she can terrorize the same way. Well, she wants to work at Disney right now. So I feel like I've won. Good job, Harper. Good I job. I know. All so right. that's my number five, man. That's your five. My five actually was, was the trip that uh, we took right before the pandemic um, because we had decided that the season at the Old Creamery was ending like a week before Christmas. So there was a clear window of being able to go 
and mm -hmm. experience Disney for the holidays and still managed to escape on the 23rd before the real crowds got insane. And uh, we work with a lot of people who heaven help them also love Disney. Maybe, maybe not quite to the fanatic level that I do, but we started asking them if they would be interested in going. And, you know, we've always sort of believed that part of Part of my mom's legacy and, and us inheriting DVC was, you know, being able to share it with people. And so we got the two bedroom suite that sleeps or the two bedroom villa at the uh, at the beach club that sleeps nine adults. And we, that's how many we had. We had nine adults. Oh, wow. uh, my best man from the from our wedding uh, met us down there from New York. Our friend Emily, who's a stage manager in St. Louis, met us down there. And truly, I, I, and I didn't, I didn't know how how important that trip would be until the pandemic hit. And sure. suddenly, there was no more Disney to go to for a few months. And right. just the memory that I had of experiencing it with so many of the people that I loved at the holidays and. And also that was our first Rise of the Resistance because Galaxy, well, we got there a week after Rise had opened in Florida. Oh, wow. And so, and the, the insanity of trying to get in and get a boarding group the day we went to the studios, but, um, <laughs> and my poor friend Keegan, who was so sick that day, bless his heart. Um, but it, it, that truly was, well, obviously it's in my top five of memories of, of the Magic Kingdom, so or Disney. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think about the before times every now and then and think about like things that were just very small or, you know, Disney's not a small trip, but like just things that I was like, Oh, I, I didn't realize that was as significant as it was until we all went through what we went through. Right. And so that's, that's actually, that's really fantastic. I love that. That was one of the things that how you what remember made, the before times yeah what made your top five so uh see five was harper on the tower of terror so we're done oh, okay. you're four um so four is my first castle show which was celebrate the magic um which i wishes i, I saw that as well but um right. this one had walt's words which is my favorite quote about it was all started by a mouse and it's yeah. like right after Peter Pan, which is the video I took. That's the closing of our show. And it holds a really special meaning because that quote really speaks to me in a lot of ways. And so for that to be the first show that I, I saw was everything to me because it was so impressive. And, you know, it's interesting when I look back on that show now and I've watched it on, on YouTube recently, it's not great <laughs> compared to like the castle shows now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Um, yeah. they're, I mean, they just, they've come so far, but that was my first one and celebrate the magic. I just like that song too, but, um, yeah. So like the very first one that I had seen, um, I think happily ever after and wishes are like my two favorites, but that one, because it was the first holds a special place and it is number four on my list. That is cool. And I'm going to squeeze a mini one in here just because, and maybe it. it actually connects with my number four trip. I don't remember for sure. But when you said the castle show, I, uh, one of my distinct memories and Jackie will tell you exactly what my face looked like, but there was a point we were, we were like headed somewhere and walking by like one of the, one of the character and, and live dancer kind of shows uh -huh. from the castle when I saw Mickey's eyes blink and his mouth move for the first time. <laughs> and I was just gobsmacked. I was like, what, what is going on now that Disney characters that can blink and, and move their mouths? I was, so I'm, I'm going to piggyback that onto your story. Um, no, I love that. Well, and this is one that heaven knows you and I are probably two of the most emotional men on podcasts, but so this one is a little, this one is a little, just, I didn't, I, I noted it at the time, but it just has become more special because it was actually the last trip that we took with my mom to Disney uh -huh. World. And, you know, I, I have had decades of, of 
Disney because of my mom. And uh-huh. it was just as we were leaving the park the last night and, you know, she wasn't, it, it wasn't like there was any indication this would be the last time we'd be there with her or anything. But sure. as we left the park that last night, we were leaving and, and just heading down the end of Main Street towards the train station just as the kiss goodnight was oh. playing and everything about, you know, thank you for being here and just, you know, to, oh, to actually look back and go, that, that is the best farewell yeah. that, that my mom could have ever had and that I could have had in terms of uh-huh. kind of this amazing closure to a life with Disney and I didn't, I didn't truly appreciate it in the moment other than to go, well, that was, that's interesting that this is all timing out to this, but, you know, before another year had gone by and she was gone, I went, that, that was her last memory of the park. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We are the most right, emotional so, on podcasts. So <laughs> while I dry my tears, you go ahead and tell me what your number four is. Uh, number four? three, word to three. Word oh, word three. to three. All right. Mine so, are after this. So yeah, my, my number three is not nearly as emotional, but kind of. Uh, it is my first time on the Haunted Mansion in real life. Um, I had spent years watching ride-on videos and spent years researching it and just knew stupid amounts of things about it. And I was obsessed <laughs> with it. I even love the Eddie Murphy movie. I really do. I think it's really entertaining. Um, sure. And I'm also looking forward to the new one. Absolutely. But the first time, I mean, because you, you can only experience so much when you're watching a video. Right. And, and you know, this was 2015. So the videos were good quality that prior to that, but, you know, not what they are now. And right. it really cemented the fact that this was my all-time favorite thing on the, you know, on, on, on the theme park planet, if you will. <laughs> and it was everything I wanted it to be. And I was completely, yeah, dumbfounded by the fact that something seemingly very simple in a lot of what they do, but it still impresses you so much. And a lot of just the, you know, they're they're practical effects, but, you know, they have a bigger effect on me than, than, you know, a a giant screen of some sort. And um, so, you know, I, do you remember the first time you went on that and did it have did, like a big impact yeah, on you? Yeah, I, when you say that I go, yes, I have this I have this memory basically because the first time I went I was 8 and okay. I kind of remember that the first time I was there I really was kind of scared because I I didn't I thought it was going to be scary and I didn't like okay. scary stuff so much. Sure. And so I don't, I don't exactly remember if I went on it that first time finally, or if it took me a trip or two, uh-huh. but I do remember going on it and being like, oh my God, this, you know, this is ch- how'd they do that. Yeah. How was I looking at ghosts that were, that were dancing through stuff? And I was, I, you know, that it made its mark that clearly, clearly has left. I wore I wore my one of my haunted mansion shirts today that I that I love wearing, and it's like, yeah, yeah, it it made a huge impression because it's it's still there all these decades later. And I I kind of wish that I had experienced that without knowing anything or had watched anything, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, why I still, still, was, why still, I still so haven't cool. watched Harmonious. I still haven't looked at any of the Guardians ride through stuff. I still I, haven't either. Okay. Yeah, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> okay, sorry, I interrupted. No, 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 no. I just wish, you know, I would have been able to experience that without knowing or watching or knowing how the Pepper's Ghost effect alone was done. But yeah. although that still impresses me, even though I get how it's done. Um, I, but it, anyway. it was years before I actually understood what was going on. And that was fine with me. I was just delighted to be oblivious because it was just so cool yeah so that's my number three is the mansion in real life Uh, all right my number three and i've talked about it on the show before so i'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it but it had to make my list and be near the top and that is opening day of epcot 
because oh, yeah. I was I was actually there. You know, my dad worked for the for the Kansas City Star, the newspaper that Walt delivered papers for back in Kansas City, way back in the day. And uh, we wanted to, well, I wanted, I wanted to go. And it was the end of Disney's 10 centennial celebration for Disney, for Magic Kingdom turning 10 years old. Because oh. it was on Disney, I mean, it was on the Magic Kingdom's 11th birthday. That's why they both have October 1st. Um, so it was it was Magic Kingdom's 11th anniversary that Epcot opened, but I remember uh, staying at the Contemporary and uh, going to the press event because my mom actually got press credentials to cover it for the Kansas City paper. So we had press credentials and went to the press thing in the Contemporary Hotel. And the night before the opening, we actually went over because they'd done a soft opening and... Um. The only the only uh, pavilion that we went in that night was the land. And, yes, and yes. I that I was just like, this is going to be an amazing place. And then to get up the next morning before dawn and get on the press bus and ride it to the park and go on the press tour that was happening before the opening ceremony and before the gates opened. And seeing, I, I still remember plain as day, Jane Polly and Bryant Gumble were still doing the Today Show <laughs> back then. And they were like doing the Today Show from the one of the little bridges right there, like in front of Italy. Uh -huh. um, but, you know, and then to actually watch the opening ceremony, it's, that was, that's truly one of my greatest Disney World memories. So it had to make my list. Oh, I love that. I love that. So we're in the top two. So here's my two. This is at least a list where we have no overlap. No, because it, it would. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, so my number two is when Savannah Harper and I took our trip just this past March, which you helped us with. Thank you. Um, but it was our first basically extended um, vacation. We had gone on little short trips here and there, but this was the first one, like the first big one as we took as a family together. And it just felt right. You know, we, we really went all out. We stayed on property. We went all out with dining and experiences and we spent more money than we make, you know, but it, we really like felt the magic and it was like a one of a kind of experience for, for all of us. And, you know, it'll be, it'll most likely be that experience that Harper will remember because she's been several times Right. But, you know, when she's younger, but this is the trip, I think, that 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 she'll, like, look back on and be like, I, I kind of remember that one. And that's special to me. And she's always asking about, hey, when are we going back? Or she talks about the rides. Or she talks about, you know, what was her favorite things were. She's like, you remember that one time we got stuck on Splash Mountain? You know, and that's really awesome to me for her to have those memories now. Mm -hmm. And um, and I told her, because, you know, we went, it was for the 50th you know, this year. Yeah. And I said, uh, we're going to go back uh, when it, when it's the hundredth and you're going to push me around in a, <laughs> like a wheelchair. <laughs> Cause I'll be an old ass man. But um, you know, there's, it was just a very memorable experience for, for all of us. And uh, so that is my number two. What's your number two? Sean? Awesome. Uh, it's so hard to figure out where to put stuff on a list, but um, I know. That actually, I decided my number two was going to be my first trip when I was eight years old and we went. And as I've said before, it's like my dad knew the guy from the Kansas City Star who'd gone down to handle opening press and be in charge of the press team. So we got a room at the Contemporary with a park view on like the 12th floor. I, you know, I couldn't have asked for a more mad. I didn't know it at the time how, how, you know, what an event it would be that would shape so much of my life, heaven knows. But, yeah. you know, I was, I was totally swept up in the magic of it. My grandma had made, uh, my mom had found some Disney fabric at the fabric store and my dad's mom sewed a lot. So she made me like a one piece, like jumpsuit uh -huh. from the seventies. The out of that and then she also made a matching outfit for my Winnie the Pooh um, oh. so, so we had matching outfits um, <laughs> and uh, also I remember getting a little like white bucket hat the kind uh -huh. that are kind of back in now 
three, four decades later. Um, and I, this was vivid because the characters still autographed back then, but of course they just wandered around without handlers and stuff. And I remember I got Sir Foulfellow, the fox from Pinocchio, uh -huh. and he signed it. And then I was having trouble getting anybody else. And I thought, I don't want his autograph to be the only one on my hat. So I like sort of tried to wash it off. I was not terribly successful, but I still have that hat, obviously. And that is why the ink is sort of smeary on his signature. I did eventually get many other autographs on it. But um, and then I think I may have mentioned, too, because my dad had this connection, they actually brought Mickey to the steps of City Hall, like through the little side entrance or whatever, and had a photographer there that was just there, you know, long before the days of photo pass but a photographer that was there to take a picture of the three of us with Mickey on the steps of city hall. Yes. And I, you know, and I've got that photo. I treasure that photo. And it was so crazy because it was the, it was the year that I did the marathon when both my parents, even though they were divorced, they both came down uh, to, to see me do the marathon and Jackie was there. And we happened to be sort of on that back alley kind of by the American adventure that, that leads backstage and Mickey was just walking out. And so we were actually able to, uh, Jackie was, was able to take a picture that was me and my mom and dad with Mickey like 40 oh, years later. I love that. And that, that was amazing. So yeah. there I go again. All right. That was my number <laughs> two was my first. Trip. Uh, you know what though? It keeps them listening. Well, that's a great story, though. I love that. And you, I, I need to have you send me those photos and post those because that, that'd be really cool to see. Oh, you're right there. I, yes, that I, I, th I, yeah, I should be able to put my some of my Disney stuff. I, I have, but it's in tubs. Oh, sure. That, the, the original. Yeah, uh, yeah. I will try to get them for you at least at some point in our yeah, podcast. That, that'd be really cool to see. Um, so we're down to the number one slot, which is just tough. It's just tough. I don't, yeah. Um, but my first time is, uh, my, my number one is my first time with Harper. She won't mm -hmm. remember it at all, but I always will, you know, like her of first course. glimpse of the castle, her first ride on the haunted mansion, which was her first ride mm -hmm. in all of Disney world. <laughs> um, I made sure of it. We um, stack the deck dad. Yep. <laughs> And her first fireworks show, which was Wishes, actually. And um, I will, you know, those are memories I've always cherished. She won't remember it at all. And I always see people be like, you should not take young kids to the parks. And I disagree because, it, you know, that place is tied to a lot of happy memories for me. But, you know, it's one of my happy places. But it's it's now tied to, like, those first... Um, memories you know with her in the parks and now it's one of her you know favorite places and you know her first response after taking this past vacation was when do we go back and <laughs> you know that's amazing to me and yeah. and my response was well I have to book a Marvel film before we can but um, <laughs> um, you know like it's just it's you know like you were talking about it's just those little moments like that right. are you know they're not necessarily like they're not like super like important these you know they're not life-changing but they're like it's just me and harper and there's a great picture with her and i standing on main street in front of the castle and like that to me is just like everything because it's you know right i don't know you know she's my blood so of course she's gonna love disney because it's just part of the deal i think mm -hmm. i mean you come into our living room and there's just like a whole disney wall of like old attraction posters and things but very cool very but yeah, cool. so my number one is 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 taking Harper to Disney for the first time. That's awesome. Well, and my my number one actually was when I took Jackie to Disney for the first time. Oh, it was it was her thirtieth birthday, and uh, we had been going out not quite a year yet. But um, on a purely selfish level, I had dreamed of like someday actually like just going to Disney World for the day. I mean, sort of kind of like you were talking about with Million Dollar Quartet when you escaped. Um, yeah. But I was like, oh, if if someday I just had, you know, the time and the money and I could just like go for the day. And what was 
what really got me going was the fact that her birthday was on a Monday and we were of course doing shows on Sunday, but we had Monday and Tuesday off. Now I had shows on Wednesday, but I'm like, could this possibly work? And I looked at airline tickets and there was a flight that left Cedar Rapids. Like we were able to like leave the theater immediately and get there. But the whole thing was, I didn't tell her where we were going. I, I was, I was deliberately sneaky in the fact that I did this, like, I gave her like a 30 clue treasure hunt. And so she had to like, look for stuff all over the house that morning and, and, um, and stuff, but uh, all the clues actually, they, they, they were about going to Disney world, but I blatantly made them sound a little more like maybe we were going to go to Chicago and see wicked I mean, because I said things like there might be a witch there and, you know, the but uh, but anyway, so my mom actually, well, I had asked her, it's like, can I have points to stay? And Old Key West was like, uh, it was like 10 points a night for those two nights. It was ridiculously nothing in terms of points. But uh, I had uh, my mom actually called on the way to the airport uh, and did her Mickey Mouse, which she did very well, just Disney wouldn't like it because nobody's supposed to speak for the mouse. But so she like called Jackie and was like, you're going to come see me. And <laughs> Jackie was like, what? I'm like, yeah, we're going to the airport. And <laughs> the thing was, she had actually, she had actually, because she knew I was like doing a big thing for her birthday, she had gotten me a Coca Motion, one of those hot cocoa makers that she packed in her bag to give me as a present <laughs> and she had lugged it. She now had to take it all the way to Florida <laughs> to give it to me. But um, it was just an amazing day that I got to share with, we did all four parks, which was quite a marathon, but I was like, we're going to do a cut. And it's of course we did like haunted mansion at the magic kingdom. We did the safari at, uh-huh. at animal kingdom. We did the candlelight processional that night. That's also when, that notorious story of eating at the California grill when they put congratulations on her plate instead of happy birthday. And it's like, it's her her birthday. We're not getting engaged yet, but um, just that, that trip was, was truly special. So, yeah. And and I guess the thing that I, I say in closing here, as we wrap this up, it's like, it, Disney is just, you know, I, I, I hope people have kind of enjoyed hearing these, these memories that you and I have that are so specific and, but, but everybody has, everybody has different ones. Disney just, one of the things that they're very skillful at, as we all know, is, is creating those moments that you just don't forget and that you treasure and they're different for everybody, but, but it's why I'm, it's why I'm still here and still a fan because you, yeah. you can't beat those memories. No, no, they're they're memory and magic makers for sure. Well, this was fun, and I, I'm sure there's like fifteen thousand more memories you could come up with. So I'm sure we'll do this again because you know it's a it's a fun it's fun to like I love listening to people talk about their you know their times in the parks and their memories and yeah. that me that too. to me is always fun. So well, well, happy, happy 25th show, dude. Yeah, man. It's been fun. <laughs> I, I love it. It's really fun. We end up talking about it anyway. So we might as well record, we might as well record it. it and see if anybody else wants to listen. Yeah. And what's interesting is you're in New Mexico right now and I'm in Iowa and here we are making magic. So thanks technology. Yeah. One day we'll be in the same room again. Maybe I know it, not even that far away. Probably. No, 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 not at all. So, well, my friend, it is always a pleasure. Indeed. If you're not already following us on the social medias, look up of mice. Yeah, and you should. Why not? Please. And you should. You should look up of mice in Main Street, men, and you can follow uh, us. And I I post on there on occasion. We'll try to get some of the pictures of moments we were talking about in this episode on there, and uh, you know we're just thrilled to be doing this and we really appreciate you all listening because it's so thank cool you. that people listen thank you very much for listening because it's it's just 
so exciting to hear people talk about an episode they listened to and 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 even give me feedback on something that they think and mm-hmm. so yeah i'm glad we started this 25 episodes ago yeah i am uh, too back in the cold month of february <laughs> and here's to 25 more <laughs> well let's hope we get a little further than that but yeah let's put those yeah. next 25 inside by then we'll be up to our one year anniversary on so yeah exactly so well and, and cool, i think i think we'll do something special for that i think we do too i have i have a pretty good idea for that too actually me so. too well i yeah i think we're on the same page there so. i think we are too uh all right man well it's always a pleasure and Indeed. uh and uh thank you all for listening and we will see you real, real soon, soon. Never lose sight of one thing.